Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breaking Chain's new show, History Talk, with Dr. LaVert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history.
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Uh, good evening, everyone. On last week, we I had the privilege of talking to you about the start of mankind, the origin of mankind. And what we did, we looked at the beginning of mankind back to Australopithecus. And we were talking about a fossil found by the name of Lucy. Cells of all humans have theoretical common ancestors. This woman known as mitochondrial chondra Eve lived between 100 and 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring fell in the past on the mitochondrial DNA. As a result, now this is your scholars who are talking about this. They are telling you, and they're not black, they're white scholars, they're saying that the DNA result comes to all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her within her DNA and that of her peers exist. All the genetic variations, meaning meaning the Asians and others that when they left out of Africa, you they have a genetic marker that traces back to Africa. So when uh, oftentimes the people don't look like you, a mitochondrial DNA, it would go back to Africa. In uh, contemporary humans today, since this later what they call E time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. And it's all come from this lady called Eve. Now, even later on, they found a, a man, a skeleton of a man that came about maybe, they say about this man, who died about 315 years before the birth of Christ. They found the remains. That's what this man would look like. But his the DNA that he got, that they were able to take from him, the female, uh, his ancestral came from the mitochondria Eve, and that he was a fisherman off the coast of southern Africa, and he was the closest genetic match to Eve. And if he's the closest genetic match to Eve, Africans are the closest genetic match to the beginning. Now, they found uh, his, 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 his bones, where they were able to get DNA from, is called St. Helen, St. Helena Bay in South Africa by archaeologist named Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. This young, this man was that young. He was about fifty, and he was the first ancestor of human, the cradle of human to have the DNA that they were able to sequence, do a sequence of his DNA, and find out that well, no matter if you're in Europe or Asia, anyway, we all have that DNA. Different hypotheses have. Uh, and, and theories have searches about why we look different. Some say we left a, a warm, hot climate and went up 
in the northern parts of Europe and other parts, and uh, the melanin changed and other things like that. But we know that that was a dispersion, and as they stated earlier, that it came in a different than the population of the humans that they drifted apart genetically and formed distinct ethnic groups as as they changed their location where they live. The fact that we all came from Southern Sahara Africa, Southern Sub-Saharan Africa. Now, the DNA, and even with Lucy, they wanted to say Lucy being uh, 3.18 million years ago, that herself, how she would look, some say it was more closer to eight. But nevertheless, Lucy shows that there were humankind over a million years ago. And as this being a Christian radio show, I I, I want to just make this statement in the fact that that the Bible doesn't give a specific date. People try to use thousand years and things like that. But the Bible that I study, through the, the different degrees that I have, said in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. Now, as I was studying, I uh, obtained this degree. I did a study on the African Sentence in the Bible. And the Bible talks about where, how the Garden of Eden lay, where Adam and Eve was located at in the garden. Now, with Adam and Eve, I uh, often pondered why all the angels were white and why there were no blacks I ever saw growing up, white angels, everyone on the television, as we watch television and through the media, everyone was white. But yet, no one came out of that climate that was ever white. And as I began to study, because I, I wanted to know about the suffering of the people because in the fight of African Americans. So in my study I began to research the World Mark of Nations and other books. I began to do my research on the Bible and find out exactly who's who. I wanted to find out whether or not that we were a curse. And and uh, contrary to the belief of some, that wasn't the truth that we were a curse. Now, I would beg to tell you that the garden was in Africa and not in located over in the Middle East in Iraq. Now, this is what I'm going to say. In the second chapter of Genesis, starting at that 8 to the 15th verse, it tells us now, it tells us where the Garden of Eden is located. And through careful research, I found that both the Pashon and the Guyon River are both rivers located in Africa. Now, now, now let me explain the translation of the above scriptures. You know that Ethiopia is in the African continent. That's Genesis 10, 6 through 7. And he is the son of Ham. 
Now in Cush and Metherum and Put and Canaan were the sons of Ham. Now, 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 the son of Cush is Sheba, Havilah, Sabbatha, Rehamah, Satisha, and the son of Rehamah is Sabichacha, and the son of Rehamah, Sheba, and Dedan. The region is now called, encompassed, is called Djibouti or either Somalia or Somaliland. Now the name of the second river is the Guyon. The Guyon River is the Nile River, the same that encompassed the land of Ethiopia. As we study the map of Africa, the African continent, possible for the Pishon or the Guyon to flow from Africa to the continent of Iraq. The third, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Pastor. And the third river this year is the Hidigio River. <laughs> and it went forth, forth, and the fourth river was called the Euphrates. Now, I want you to understand this, that the U.S. News and many other magazines, Africa is recognized and, ident- and, and ident- identified as the birthplace of mankind. Now, it was the Jewish historian Flavius Josephus, 11th, 11th century, a biblical commentator, commentator, a biblical commentator, Flavius Josephus, who was an 11th century biblical commentator, and Rashid both agreed that the Guyon River, which departed from Eden, was the Nile River. Flavius Josephus was one of the great historians you had followed and Josephus that many study dealing with the history and uh, that dealing with uh, the directions of the parts of the Garden of Eden. The Jewish Rashid by Solomon ben Isaac, still being used by scholars even today in studying the Bible, we should understand that the nature of the people who translated the Bible, even King James and others, these were uh, those who uh, had slaves. And we should understand that many European scholars who translated the Bible were prejudiced against Africa. They've even taken Africa, they've even taken Egypt off the map of Africa as though if it's not a part of Africa, even though in the pyramids the artifacts and pictures show that they were Africans. You know, for this reason, many untrue statements have been made, such as the black race is a curse because of Cain. Today, many of us, we believe that we should be servants and slaves. They believe that we as a race are inferior to the right race. King James himself were the racist. Look, the injustice and prejudice of the many Bible translators, those who translated the Bible and seek the truth. Many scientists and world researchers are aware of the overwhelming evidence that Africa is the birthplace of man. And the oldest bones, weapons, tools, utensils, and civilization are found 
in Africa, not Asia or Europe. Even Isaiah mentioned more than one time one river between Egypt and Ethiopia, although not mentioned by name, the Pashon is possibly mentioned as the upper branch of the Nile. Parion and Avic Yaha, uh, MacWilliam Bible Atlas identified the Pashon as the upper branch of the Nile. It's important that we understand that if you do your study and you'll find out they have two branches of the Nile, the Nile do part out in the two. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Uh, the Nile River, you know, and, and, and the Roman historian Pliny uh, spoke of Havilah in East Africa, Hasting Dictionary of the Bible, the Kashite Havilah journey from Africa to Arab, Arabia, after searching the map of Africa, I found that the northern coast of Africa, now I found that the northern coast of Africa is bordered to the north by the Mediterranean Sea and the Red Sea, to the east to the Aden and the Indian Ocean, the Pashan that encompassed the whole land of Havilah, Somaliland or Somalia, could not have been located in Iraq. Neither could the Guyon, which is the Nile, which the Bible say encompassed the whole land of Ethiopia. To the east of Ethiopia is Somalia, and to the north is the Red Sea and the Gulf of Eden. To the east, Somalia is the Indian Ocean, through the study of the World Atlas, I found that the Garden of Eden would have been located somewhere in the area of Ethiopia or Somalia. The word encompass in your Bible is used both with the Pishon and the Guyon. Each one encompasses Havilah, encompass which is modern-day Somalia, and the other encompass Ethiopia. The Guyon is now called the Nile. Webster Dictionary defines the word encompass as enclosing a line or a limit of an area or perimeter, passing around. To view this retrospectively, the guy on which compasses Ethiopia is the present day Nile. The that's the Pashon. That's okay. The Pashon which encompasses the country of Havilah the present-day Somalia are both in northern eastern Africa, and now we must consider the remaining river, the Hidekia and the Euphrates. Now let us pay close attention to this. Before serious, with serious examination, the role of these two rivers play a key part. Let's look again at the first two. Genesis 2 and 10 tells us that a river went out to water the garden. From hence it parted and became four heads. We can establish two points, one river out to water a garden. Point two, one river parted and became four rivers. First is the Pishon, that which encompassed the land of Havilah, which we have established the fact that the Havilah during this period covered the land that now include northeast Egypt. 
northeast Sudan and Djibouti during that period of time, though I believe it extended southward through the position of the northern Ethiopia and northeast Sudan. This would mean that the Pishon River flowed in the easterly direction toward Sunday Red Sea or Arabia. The name of the second river is the Guyon, and this encompassed the land of Ethiopia. We have established this is the Nile, with the northern flow through present-day Egypt. I believe during this period, Ethiopia encompassed part of the Sudan and present-day Egypt. Now listen to this. This land was called Cush and later Metherum, which Cush is Ethiopia and Metherum is Egypt. Cush is the and, and Metherum's are brothers who settled present-day Egypt, which bears the name, which means black or burnt face. That's Cush. Now, they call the people of Egypt Kim or Kimites, and that means black. Some scholars have tried to, and European scholars have tried to mean it, the black land, the dirt is black. No, it meant that the people that the Kimites were the people of that country were black. Now, let's look at the last river. The third river, which is the Hidiku, which has been identified as present-day Tigris River. Those who make this assumption, I believe, are in error. Let's look at Genesis 2 and 14, which said, and the name of the third river is the Hidiku. Now, they say the Tigris River is the Hidiku. That is which goes toward the east of Assyria. This tells me that the river flowed in the easterly direction. The Tigris River, which is east of Assyria, flows parallel to the Euphrates River before meeting the Euphrates River, flowed toward the south and the north. They flowed northward. Thus, it cannot be the Hidikia, only unless the river changed its flow. I believe this river, which ran toward the east of the Syria, ran toward and merged with the Euphrates. In the later part of Genesis, Moses tells us only the fourth river is the Euphrates. As I look at the picture, I can see one river parting and becoming and becoming four, one river forming a southern border of the garden and flowing eastward. This river is the Pishon River. This river could be lost, but I believe a portion still exists today through its original flow, changing and a cutoff called Atabana, which connects with the Nile in northeastern Sudan and flows eastward toward the Red Sea. I told you through research, I did a lot of different researches during getting when I was doing my master's, and this was my thesis was on this. The second river, the Guyon, was established. It is present day now. It northerly flow forms the western boundary of the garden. The third is the Hidika flow toward the east of Assyria. I believe the river was lost with the great flood. Its easterly flow carries it from its source, the Nile toward the eastern of Assyria, to the fourth river, the Euphrates. 
The Hedekia eastward flow formed the northern boundary of the garden. The Euphrates, which flows easterly now, probably had more southerly flow before the flow flood and formed the easterly boundary. It's important to understand all this occurred before the flood came, and the land masses may have been together, but the description that have been given about Somalia and Havilah, this is in Africa, encompassed the land of, of Somalia, of, 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 of which, and we, which we know of Cush. Thus the garden was circled by one river, which broke into four different heads. Now, an interesting point, at the beginning of the garden being present-day northeast Sudan, this is where what is known as the White Nile becomes the Nile. It also feeds into the Atabana at that point. That's your third river. I believe the Nile intersect and feed and fed the Hidikyu, which flowed and emptied into the Euphrates. The uh, Now, the Euphrates, the southern flow took it down to meet the Pishon. Though many may disagree with me, scientists and archaeologists agree on these points. One point that they agree, and mass that now form Africa and the Middle East were always connected. I've also did some further study and they've seen where in the Red Sea, that that they they have noticed that that it was joined together at one time because of the way the bottom is shaped through like an earthquake or flood or something that called it to separate. There was a great flood and the land mass was lost and the present day Mediterranean Sea and Red Sea and the Persian Gulf probably were formed. Now it talks about rivers were completely lost on that course may have been altered. To go even further, we know that there was no rain falling during this period of time, during the second chapter of the book of Genesis. No rain had ever fell during that time. We are told that the garden was watered by mist each morning. Let us look at this theory, and we can establish that the garden was encompassed, encircled, by likely that the streams flowed from the river into the garden, which we know today is irrigation to keep the soil moist. This combined with the warm days and cool nights produce a morning dew we call dew today, which when combined with the moist soil kept the garden beautiful. The Bible tells us that the days were extremely warm because in Genesis 3 and 8 tells us that they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, probably evening. From this we see warm air absorbing moisture from the rivers, the stream, the saw each day and redeposing it, keeping the garden warm and tropical. We know that dark-skinned people have always been found in warm or tropical areas. I finalize this part of this thesis of theory 
with the location of the garden. It is easy to establish that the Garden of Eden was on the continent of Africa. This is established by the location of the garden. We look at the garden for too long as some small remote area. But for every animal to live in the garden, it had to be very, very large. Moses tells us specifically where the garden was. He tells us about the four rivers. He also tells us the land they circled, period. Thus, this land is the northeastern Africa and a portion of the Middle East, portions of Egypt, the Sudan, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, all of present-day Israel, Jordan, Syria, and a portion of Iraq, this would be in line with the belief that many renowned theologians who believe this sector, territory, is the same described in Revelation. We must keep in mind that a portion of what I described is now the Mediterranean Sea. Revelation 21 and 1 tells us, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth time pass away, and there was no more sea. Considering all these points, I believe my theory holds up on the location of the Garden of Eden. I, I, would, I would like to say if we would just take time to do the study and not believing what others have told us for so many years, we have been lied to and told that we didn't play any part of that it, the garden was in a certain other area. But all the time, the garden have always flowed from there. It was the Greeks. It was the Greek, and even in the, in the Latin, and the Greeks always believed that Ethiopia was called the land of the gods where there was gold and Baldonium and oxygen option that was located there. It's I've been told for so many years and we have seen on, on different sections on television that everyone have been been uh, Caucasian out of that area. And we just I just gave you from millions of years ago that life originated in Africa, sub Saharan Africa, the plains. I told you about Lucy. I told you about Eve and, and that the mayor, this mayor that they found in South Africa, St. Helena, South Africa, Helena Bay, South Africa, that 115 B.C. carries the genotype, the DNA of Eve who's supposed to be the mother, which everyone carried. But he was an African. I've also discussed that, that out of that, they say we're about the mutation. I've also discussed on the first night that you could take a black child and a young black female and come up with a white child, come up with what you call an albino. No melanin, and blue eyes, but you can never find that in the DNA of white-on-white white making a black child. 
And the reason is it has to come where it all started from. Years ago, I want to say this, uh, I just want to put this in, Doberman Pinches. I had a red Doberman. I had a, a black and tan. But out of that group, I had a blue, I had fawn, I had black and tan and red. And the reason I'm saying that is it reached back into into our ancestry years back. It reached way back. And then for hundreds of years, you could have one of your children could take uh, a genotype of your ancestors and look like the great-great-grandfather because it's all in our DNA. It says all in our genotype. Now, there's other uh, portions that comes up with this, and that's the reason I wanted to tell you. And the other reason I wanted to talk to you tonight and doing this history because I want us to understand that we have a far history much greater than America, than a slave, a beat-down slave. We come from a people that while Europe was still in caves, we were living in houses and building thatch huts, and we were building cooking food, and we had tools that we were building. We were eating fish, and we were planting, and we weren't just farmers, but we were eating different things that we had to, that, that others didn't have at that time. We were far advanced in Europe, and I made a statement that uh, oftentimes that we, we, we don't pay attention because we go by what we see. And what we see is a battle being Africa, never telling about the Moors people, never talking about the pyramids, which was some of them were almost 3,000 years before Christ was born, before Europeans ever set foot in Africa, pyramids. And if you look at the inside, the pictures of them show you that they were brown and black people. It's so ridiculous today that or I look at the History Channel sometimes, and I know not to believe what it says. It says that people came from outer space, pyramids. Why? Why? Simply because how could these Africans, Imhotep was the first person to build a step pyramid. But how could these Africans build a 47 plus third building with no crane, no lift? How could they cut stone perfectly square? How were they able to do it? And even today, they can't figure it out. But I submit to you today that there are more pyramids around the Sudan and other places than there are in Egypt. All you have to do is Google, find out. But that's not told to you because Africa is a black country, a, a country that nothing was done and the people are ignorant and the people are, 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 are beneath everyone else. That's so far from the truth. Never origin and all kind of things originated there. First college, Timbuktu. Africa 
Why, when they first came over, did they destroy the records in Egypt? Why were so many of the records destroyed? You take away a person's history, and that's what they've done. But getting back to the earlier parts of the Bible, getting back to the time before the floods, I'm going to just give some names to you, and I want you to pay close attention right now. I'm going to allude to uh, after the diluvian period, after the flood. After the flood in Genesis 10, it's going to give you the name of the sons after Noah came out of the ark. He had sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, it's been said that Ham is the father of uh, the Africans uh, and that Shem is the brown man or the black and brown man is Shem and the Caucasian race would be Jephet. But now I want you to pay close attention to a specific name because I want you to understand this today. And I want you to Google it and find out about the ethnic groups that are in Jerusalem today. And don't take what I say. I want you to research whatever I say. It says, now the generations of Noah were Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. And unto them were born after the flood. They say, now Jephthah had a son. Now, this is supposed to be the Caucasian race. Had a son named Gomer, Megal, and Medea, and Javon and Tubala, and Meshach, and Tiras. Now, now listen at this name here, and please underline this. And this is in 3, the, the Genesis, the 10th chapter, and the third verse. It say Goma, they say the sons of Goma were Ashkenaz. Underline that word, Ashkenaz, because when I told you, remember the ethnic groups that are in the Holy Land now, they're called Ashkenazi Jews, Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi came off of Jephthah. That's Caucasian. They can never be an Israelite or a Hebrew. You have to come from Jephthah. They Ashkenazi. We Ashkenazi Jews. You're not. The Bible warns us that there are people that say that they're Jews and uh, are Jews or Israelites and are not. You have to come from Shem. You have to come from Shem. The next group that's in uh, the Holy Land today is called Khazar. That means they're from north of Turkey. They're not originally Hebrew. I think it's Serfidim. They're from around Spain. Those those are the three main ethnic groups that are in the Holy Land today. If you want to trace it back biblical, but you have to do the study. There was no whites that was down that way. It was no more than Shem and Ham was located in the Holy Land. Matter of fact, Ham possessed the Holy Land. Canaan, the land of Canaan, come from 
Ham's son Canaan. Let me let me let me finish reading something to you. And it says, uh, now by these were the eyes of the Gentiles divided the land, either one or by tongue. Now 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 I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Now they call these people Gentiles. They're calling just the one I call Eskenaz Gentile. They say by there were where the eyes of the Gentile divided their land, every one other in his tongue after their family and in their nation. This is called your uh, your Caucasian or your white race. They were uh, different, they're different language, and it said, that tells you to write that in the fifth chapter of the 10th verse. And then they say the sons of Ham and the birth of Nimrod. Now listen at this. Say the sons of Ham were Cush. You remember I told you they said that that the uh, the Garden of Eden encompassed the land of Cush. I have a little watch this. Cush, Metherum. Now this is who Ham had. Cush, Metherum, and now, see, this is what I'm saying now. And put, and Canaan, the son of Cush was Sheba, the queen of Sheba, Havilah, that, that's Ethiopia, Sabata, Ramah, Sabatitia, and the son of Ramah was Sheba and the Dan. The Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be mighty one on the mighty one on the earth. And I'm going to tell you something. Where Nimrod built, was building the Tower of Babylon, that's where Abraham come from. It was called the land of Nimrod. What color was he? Do your research on your Bible. The Cush begot Nimrod and became a mighty one on the earth. And that's the eighth verse of the 10th chapter. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was from Babel, which is Babylon, Iraq, Achaid, Canaan, in the land of Shinar. That's the place towards where Abraham came from. Out of the land went forth Asia and built Nineveh. And the city of Rebot and Cala, rhythm between Nineveh and Cala, the same is the great city. And Metherim begot Ludum. Now, Metherim is Egypt. And now, these are, this, this, the children of, these are Ham children. This is Egypt now. The Bible is telling you this. But the, when you see the pictures of them, everybody's white. And a man. Anamim and Lahabim and Naphtuhim and Pantherushim and Kasaluim, out of whom came the Philistine and the Caphaturim, or Caphaturim. The Canaanites begot Sodom, his firstborn help, the Jebusites. Now, where you see the word in the 16th verse, Jebusite, that's where Jerusalem got his name from. Javis, that's Jerusalem, and Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archivites, the Semites, the Arch- Archvadites, 
the Zeramadite, the Zerarites, the Hamathites, and afterwards were the families of and afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread it abroad. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sodom to the most coming to Gersher, unto Gaza, that does go unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Adama and Zim and Zudama, even unto Lacia. There are the, these are the sons of Ham after their families, after their tongue, in their country and in their nation. It tells you that they that Ham had kids that was with that that Nimrod and others, they were all in the Middle East where Abraham came from. Now the children have to the children of Israel have to come from if you're going to say that you're a Hebrew, you have to come from the land of Nimrod. You have to come from that area around where Shem came from. Say, unto Shem also the father of the children were Eber, the brother. And then it talks about his brother with Jephthah. Even to him a child was born. And then they say the children of Shem were Elam. You're talking, about, uh, you're talking about he was the father of the children of Eva. And the brother of Jephthah, he was the eldest to him, were children born. Now, he's the brother. He's the, he, 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 the children was Shem, Elam, Asher, Arphax, Lu, and Aram. The children of Aram were Uz, Paul, Jether, Mash, Ophrax begot Shelah, and Shelah begot Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name were Peleg, or in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Amadad, and Shelef, and Hazar, Mavoth, and Jerah, and Harad. Hadaram and Uzzol and Dekla and Obal and Baalmel and Sheba, the Ophel, the Havilah, and Jobed, all these were the sons of Jotham, and their dwelling was from Misha as they go to Sephar or the mount at the east. These are the sons of Shem and their family, after their tongue and their land. And if you have a map, it usually will show you that where they separated and went, and it will show you in the back that the children of Jephthah went up into Europe. The children of Ham and Shem stayed in the Holy Land and in the top around Egypt. There's so much right in this Bible. If you take the name, You'll find out that now. And I'm going to show you a part right here. The children, the children of Jephthah left out the Bible, which is supposed to be the Caucasian race. In the 10th chapter, not to come back until about 500 years before Christ, over a thousand-something years absent out the entire Bible. 
Or you heard about Alexander the Great, the conqueror before Christ, maybe three, four hundred years before Christ. Uh, by that time, the Greeks or the Romans was ruling the Holy Land. But but before that time, that, the marriages that went on, and I, I think I'm going to save that for another time and, and go even further to show you that who married who. I'm going to expose these things to you and show you that the children, by genealogies, that the children of Shem and the children of Ham, uh, grandchildren, they married each other. I'm going to show you, Prince, that Prince, what color was the Hebrew Israelites. I'm going to prove that that which was been shown today as I showed you the uh, the main population of uh, the people in the Holy Land are called Eskenaz, and if you are Eskenaz, that means you're from around Lithuania, Caucasia, or Russia. And you are not from the Holy Land. You are you are Caucasian. You are not from the Holy. But that's who are in that today. I'm going to give you uh, facts to look up from other nations telling you that they are not really Israelites, they are not uh, Jews per se, and tell you who real the real Judas are, because they are not in the Holy Land today. And I'm going to even give you different places where you could pull it up on on it, on, on 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 YouTube and other places that their own rabbis admit that they are not really Israelites. Not just the Jew, the covenant was made with Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And when you're studying, I just, in fact, what I wanted to do was to give you a background that mankind himself originated in Africa, some say sub-Saharan, some some say some have found the different old artifacts right around uh, southern Ethiopia and Sudan, but but nevertheless, we have played a pivotal role in this world, and we have, and 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 we are people who God have chosen. We wonder why we go through so much because our true we have see if. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't know who we really are. That have been taken from us, our identity, our true identity have been taken from us, never to be given to us again. Once a person can take away that from you, they almost have you conquered. They almost have you beat. And that's what have happened to to the African race today, not African, because a majority of the ones in America today uh, Hebrew Israelites, if you may not know it, and I'm going to prove that also to you by not what some blacks came up with, but I'm going to come and, and let you, uh, after I finish talking with you, I'm going to give you where to look and where to find out and let you find it says it themselves. This are Caucasian rabbis, supposed to be Jewish Caucasian rabbis. They come out and admit that Blacks to the one, the ones that came to America are the true Israelites. And we'll say it. 
and say, well, this this may be a game breaker, but he has to tell the truth. It's been hid from us too long who we are. The things that matter in life so much is that have been taken from us. It have been taken from us, and we don't know who we are. The builder of the pyramids, the founder of many countries, explorers of the world. We was told that blacks didn't travel. Black were fishermen, and the blacks. And if you were African, or if you were uh, 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 Israelite, or whoever you were, if you lived on the coast, you were a fisherman. And I was talking earlier about the about the young man, I call him a young man, but he, he died in three fifteen BC in southern Africa, who I told you was the closest relative yet known to humanity, to the common female ancestry, mitochondrial Eve, who was supposed to be the mother, who everybody have her DNA. But this particular black African man that was over 2,300 and something years ago that they found and was able to get his DNA. He was a genetic match to the supposed mother of everybody named Eve. He's the closest, and he's an African, to Eve, that they found his remains in St. Helena Bay in South Africa, and if you want to look it up, the archaeologist's name is Andrew Smith, and he studied out of the University of Cape Town. And you could also find out this a sub-Saharan Africa is the cradle of all humanity, and to have this DNA sequence that will follow, and you could find it all over the world that people are taking DNA, and I know that some people don't like to look at it and find that here it is, you have DNA. And and, and, and that, that goes back to black folk, Africans. DNA originated in Africa, took a DNA test, and it went, uh, and what they did was, they took my DNA and uh, National Geographic, not DNA.com, but National Geographic did a DNA thing on me, and they found I had, and I, it was strange that they found out I had DNA from around Ethiopia. I had I had DNA matches in South Africa, and, and but the majority of it, eighty some was percent, was around Nigeria and Yoruba and and Benai in Cameroon, up in that area. But then 11% was Great Britain. And I know that came about during slavery. But the thing about it was, it, they, the further it went back so many hundreds of thousands of years, go all the way back to right around Ethiopia, and that means Lucy. South Africa means it's this man that was over 3,000-something years ago, some kind of way that Lady Eve, I have some kind of match with her. Now, whites would have it. It just won't be as strong 
as African Americans are African. That that's what we have to have to look at today. And I would submit to, to us now, I want everybody to get out and vote, but I want to submit to you today, begin to read, learn about yourself. Let me tell you something, there's so much that have been hidden from blacks, from Africa. Well, Africans know a lot about Africa because they studied their own history. But we are people in America, African-Americans, or whoever we want to call ourselves today. We are lost people that study not the history of someone else, but the lives of someone else because we know America wasn't discovered by Columbus. We know that there were indigenous people already here. We know even though by different uh the, the different tiki like his, they found that they even had Africans in Mexico and parts of South South America and stuff that Africans had voice over here. Even from artifacts, bones, they found out that we were here. We was here. Aboriginal people were in South America. We've been here for thousands of years. But then they came and don't tell the truth that we that they came and sell a country, no, tell the truth, you came and took a country. Kill the people, did a genocide savagely and did a genocide. Tell the truth. Took the land. Good-hearted people teaching you how to plant crop, trying to show you how to live. Tell the truth about the history of the country. But then they took away us. We did took our language away from us, told us we were savages, that showed us how to build a house. We knew how to build it because we were already builders. We just couldn't understand the language. It was a language barrier. And demean us as men by taking our wives and selling our children. It didn't start that. We have a great heritage that started back from the beginning of, of mankind that you originally from the cradle of civilization. That's why you have your melanin in you. And I've heard some psychologists and others say, melanin brings about intelligence. Now, I want us to listen and look into these things. And if you need information and things are pertaining to a different thing concerning dealing with that, also about asking about, researching who's in the Holy Land right now. I'm not going to go too much further on tonight because I understand the fact that we're, 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 uh, my time is, is running up, and once I begin to talk about the history of, of, of the world and the history of, of blacks, of uh, uh, African or blacks, or uh, 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 what I would call uh, 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 the black Israelites, the Israelites, the uh, black Hebrews, the really Hebrew race, I, I get overfilled with joy and love because I'm beginning to really understand and research who I am and where I came from, my origin. I didn't come from a dumb race of people. I come from a loving, intelligent, smart race of people who were builders, educators, and right now our children are going around killing each other, acting like they're crazy, and doing the same thing 
one is in the third with Al Capone and the other with the drive-by. That's what we're doing right now, imitating somebody that beat us and enslaved us, taking all their bad habits. And I'm going to leave you with one thing tonight. When the children of Israel left the promised land and Moses had went up to the mountain and he saw the promised land and he told them he wouldn't get there with them, but God allowed him to see it. Well, when Joshua and them went over, they told them, uh, and I'm going to tell you about what color, I'm going to prove what color was Joshua to you. I'm going to prove what color was Moses. I'm going to prove what color Joseph was to you. But before I, before I, I, that's going to be another night. But when he showed him that, he told him something very, very important. He told him that when they got into the promised land, don't take the people away. Don't marry them. Don't take their ways or their customs. Free from slaves. Slaves were not drunks because they had to get up and work in the fields. They got raped. They worked hard. They weren't lazy people. You're lazy now because you don't want to work for free. But we we took on all their bad habits. We got in the drug. We got in the alcohol. We're doing drive-by shooting something Al Capone them did back in those days. We took every bad habit that they have, not knowing we have a rich heritage in our heart. We are godly, rich people. Okay, we, we, we really appreciate that, Dr. Kim. That's some good learning and teaching tonight, and we appreciate it. Uh, we have a – I don't know if we have any questions. I'd like to open like to open up the lines. Uh, thank you, Dr. Kemp. Powerful show. Uh, God bless everybody. The lines are open. Dr. Kemp, uh, we're opening up the lines now. Amen. you have any questions, whether biblical or just uh, generally dealing with uh, with Africa and the uh, origin of mankind, the lines are open. A few people listening. Uh, the lines are open. You're live on the air if you'd like to talk to Dr. Kemp. But one thing I want to say, Dr. Kemp, that was something I wanted to ask you about, and you talked about it tonight. So uh, my questions were already answered because I, I wanted to talk about the origin of man and that separation, and, and, and that was the show. that There it is right there because there's a lot of confusion about who we are because of the separation and all of the idol gods worship because of the separation. Well, well, a whole lot of uh, our beliefs uh, came from, uh, even in Christianity, came from Africa. Uh, our belief in our worship thing came from none other. The law was given to Moses, who was uh, 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 was really he was uh, a person. Uh, well, he was black. Just, just you know the. Uh, the the real children of Israel, the Hebrew, were black, and that's why he was able to be at Pharaoh's house and be raised as Pharaoh's grandson. Now, if you study, if you biblically study, you'll find that that uh, there was a decree that went out to say kill all the firstborn who passed the birthing stool. So if he was Caucasian, you couldn't bring him in a black house 
and your father just say kill all those kids. The case in print, Moses passed for Egyptian. Early on, you found out that they, God said that the Egyptian came off a of ham, which means that they were black. Now, so Moses passed for black. Then when Moses went, uh, after he killed the Egyptian, the Bible declared that he fled to the land of Midian, which is Ethiopia, where he met his wife Zipporah. And Zipporah told her father, ruled that she found the Egyptian. When Joseph was in Egypt, Joseph's brother thought he was an Egyptian because the people were both black. It's written right before us, but we 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 don't pay attention to it. Uh, we it's written before us that when Nimrod tried to build a tower of Babel, and he led his people and the children of Japheth, who was the Khazars. I told you early, most of those who are Eskenazi, excuse me, the the most of the population of the people in the Holy Land say that they are Eskenazi Jews. Where Eskenazi came off Japheth which is Caucasian, so you cannot be an uh, Israelite unless you came off with Shemitic, unless you're Semitic, you came off with Shem. White folk didn't come off of Shem. They're not Semitic people. Uh, just America, Germany, uh, France, Germany, I say Germany, uh, Great Britain, and many and a few other countries gave that land, took it from the Palestinians who were in the land at that time, and gave it over to only a small portion they gave it, and later on they took the rest of the land. If you can see a map what they first had and how they went and did like uh, the same way that America was savagely conquered by Europeans when they came. They came in one day and started killing people, and they went across the whole breadth of the United States that we have today, America, and killed the people and took their land. Same thing was done there. So uh, that's what was happening in what we call Israel. Now, I'm not talking about Lebanon or Syria because uh, it's still there. But you have to understand just what, 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 what really happened with it. But they'll say Abraham came from Ur the Chaldees of Mesopotamia. Well, that's around Iraq. That's right, right over there around Babylon, which we call the land of Nimrod, which means Nimrod was black, Ham grandson. So, I mean, it, 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 the Bible tells you, uh, but we have to understand when we allow Caucasians to tell us different things, we have to think about what they're going to make themselves be in everything because it's, 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 it's a rule of thumb. Uh, he who writes the narrative to make the people be good or bad, make them be smart or dumb, uh, 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 what they want them to be. And so the people who were interpreted, Europeans interpreted, made themselves be into the children of God. And things like that. Now, I want I want this to say because some people that are Christian may be upset when I tell them, but I have a PhD in theology, and I believe in the Bible, but I also have a good understanding of exactly about different things. Baptism and circumcision came from Africa, so a lot of the things that are done today came from Africa. If you read, I think it's the twenty-first chapter. 
around the 38th verse of uh, of the book of Acts 21:38. Read that. Didn't they even thought the Apostle Paul, whether he Ethiopian or Egyptian? And let me explain something to you. Why didn't uh, the the uh, the Arab didn't come in to to Egypt to after Christ? They didn't come in and start ruling to after Christ because during the time of Christ, first it was it, the first people right before Christ. The first they come over was about three hundred years, three hundred some years before Christ. That's when Alexander the Great came in. Later on, uh, the Roman that was the Greeks. Uh, uh, the Romans came afterwards, maybe a hundred and some years before Christ, and they took over that area, and they spread it their seed different way. But that's after Christ. Uh, later on, uh, the Arabs came in. And that's why uh, it's about difference in Christianity with Christ. And when uh, first Islam came up with Mohammed, 700 years, almost a thousand years later, and uh, to be just really factual with us, with African and people of African origin, um, the uh, and you know, before I go go further with that. That's when they came into Egypt about 700 years after Christ, and they, I mean into Egypt, and they spread it through Africa. Now the people in Egypt, that's around the lower part of Egypt, around the Mediterranean, they are, are, are nomadic Arabs. They are not Egyptian, and that's what you see on television. So you think that those people, like light brown-skinned people, are, are Egyptian, but no, they're Arab. But if you go in the southern parts of Egypt, what they call Upper Egypt, you'll find out that they're very dark-skinned people. And go a little bit further, you got the Nubians and the first people were around Kenya, around um, yeah, around Tanzania and the uh, Odeve Gorge, uh, you know, around Kilimanjaro and all those areas. But ne- nevertheless, uh, when you find out that uh, the Arabs were the first people to start the slave trade. Matter of fact, they were trade they started their slave trade uh seven hundred years before uh, Europe. Europe started theirs when uh Pope Nicholas signed the fifth signed the referendum for slavery in fourteen forty two, you know, we had a saying in school when we there was brainwashing black kids and brainwashing white kids in America that Columbus discovered America. We sung a song Columbus sailed the ocean blues in 1492, where in 1442, before Columbus ever signed, Pope Nicholas V signed a referendum from slavery pushed by the Catholic Church and King David. I know we love those King David Bible, but it's time that we start reading and researching what what, what we're reading and know why uh, we give uh, and have this white picture of a white man on the wall talking about Jesus Christ and have our children bowing down to them and wonder why we have this inferiority complex because that Jesus that they have is white and they know he's not white, but they're going to put him as white to make you subservient to them. Amen. Anyone have any quest- other questions they'd like to ask? Remember, the only dumb question is one not asked.
Well, if, if there's no nothing else to be asked, I want to admonish you guys to get out and vote. Please get out and vote. Uh, as African-American, we, we, we have this trend, whereas we don't go out and vote unless it's another African-American running for office, and then sometime uh, whites put African-Americans to go in and vote because that, that black person is a sellout, so it just hurts their walk and to split our votes so they could get the candidate of their choice elected. So we have to be very, very cautious of what we do and how we vote. Now, I, I will be the first to tell you that uh, we haven't got too far with the Democrats, but we got much further with the Democrats than we would with the Republicans because they are totally just obnoxiously racist, especially right now since 45 been in office that the Republicans are straight off of his ticket, thoroughbred, pure racist. And I'll say it to anyone's face, and that's the, that's the way it is. So we really, really, and I encourage you, I exhort you to uh, get out and vote. Talk to your family members. Go load them up in cars and show them how to vote for whoever that's running for the Congress in your state or uh, 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 in, 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 in your, your city or town or whatever to make sure they go vote for a Democrat to try to take over the House. At least we will get a couple of crumbs thrown our way, and, 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 and we won't get a very little uh, from the Republicans at all because they don't care anything about us. Only uh, they shouldn't call them Republicans. They ought to call them the Trumpsters. Amen. Uh, is there any question that need to be asked? Remember, again, the only dumb question is one not asked. Amen. All right, Pastor. I, uh, good. Sir? No, sir, I was telling you, go ahead. Uh, we know what's going on, and the hurricane just had passed through, uh, Puerto Rico, and on last week, I, I brought it up to your attention last week. I brought it to your attention because I was doing talking about certain things about the about the Queen of England, different things that she would not. She knew that the people over there were, were, were savages, and she, she never visited the Holy Land. She never went to Jerusalem. She was talking about how bad that they treated the Palestinian people, she know they don't belong over there. And the people over there are people, are what you call a uh, 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 Jewish convert. They are not, they're, they're, they're not bloodline Jews. If you want to find a bloodline Jew, you look up what's a Lemba. Lemba people, they're very dark-skinned African, live in Zimbabwe. That's down in South Africa. They were rare. They, they fled the Holy Land. You have to understand that when Rome and others start coming and conquering that part of the Holy Land, that the people uh, fled that. And then in the 1400s, so many of us that came in the transatlantic slave trade were, were Hebrew Israelites. Then. So many people, African-Americans, that's in America today by the Bible, from what the Bible says, that so many people in that, that transatlantic slave trade are really Hebrews. And if you would go to Zondervan 
Bible Dictionary, Zondervan Bible Dictionary, and look up the definition of ham, it will give you the idea and tell you who you are. It'll tell you that now you're not, you think that you're a ham because you're dark-skinned, but they got another race that they call Negroes that are a dark race. This is what it says when you look up the definition of ham. Ham is the youngest son of Noah, born about 96 years before the flood. (coughs) Excuse me, and the progenitor of the dark race, not the Negroes but of Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan. Listen at it, what it say, that he is the progenitor of the dark race, not the Negroes. So there's a dark race that they call Negroes. When, as I, I was born in, in the 50s, and we were called colored or Negroes. You you say, you're right, what, what was your race? You wrote colored or Negro. And uh, even over in the, on the other island in the Philippines, they call they even call them in Mexico Negrado. I mean, they even call I mean they call they call you by those names. Who you are? But do you know who you are? And then the Bible says we are the only one. And they got white folk coming out bringing it up too now. That's been studying the Bible for years. They'll say that. Wait a minute. The true Israelite have to be. The blacks in America, because the Bible prophecy said that they were going to go back to Egypt, knowing the word. That's <coughs> the earlier name of of Egypt by whites was Metherin, but they, they call it the land of where they know the earlier name was called Metherin. <coughs> but the, the 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 early people call it the land of Kim, meaning the land of blacks. They say, and it was also called a place of bondage where they went in the bondage at. So they called it the place of bondage. They say they were going to go back to Egypt, mean place of bondage, because it's not a country, place of bondage by ships. The only place, the only people ever travel uh, by ship and sold into slavery, and nobody bought them back, and they said no one would buy them. And they sold them into slavery, and when they sold them into slavery, they wasn't bought. Our, our ancestors wasn't bought back. They just had to go through over about 400 years of servitude, almost the identical same thing, which the children of the Bible declared that the children of Israel went through. So it's a lot of uh, uh, things that we need to find out who are the Igbos? Who are who are the uh, the the Limba people? Who are Phoenicia, Beta Israel, meaning the Ethiopian Jews that were black? So it's a lot of things that they find out, and they even moved twenty six thousand of them to the Holy Land because they wanted the supposed to be the Ark of the Covenant. Supposedly, is in Ethiopia. So it's so much that we don't know, and that we're trying to. Learn, and I, I would admonish you to 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 get to know and to ask questions. The only dumb one is not asked, and that's the reason why we we can't learn. We we don't really ask the question when we confuse. And if you don't know, ask the question. I know I have friends that I, I have, and I will ask them questions. Which what about this? What do you think about this? And I've read it, but at the same time, they could inform me, and I have some real good 
uh, knowledgeable friends that could, you know, enlighten me, you know, and things like that. And we need to quit thinking that we're so smart that we we don't have people that we could go to. I know I have people I could go to and and ask questions. And I'm a person. I'm inquisitive. I just say inquiring mind want to know. I want to know, so I'm, I will ask a question. Amen. Um, Reverend, Reverend Williams. Yes, sir. God bless. Anybody you, have anything? Great. Uh, yes, sir. Just a you know powerful show. Thank you for bringing up everything that you brought up tonight. Uh, things that need to be talked about. We thank you for what you bring to us every Tuesday on History Talk, and uh, we encourage everyone to get involved, speak up, and speak out. Let your voice be heard. Let us educate ourselves in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Pastor. Go ahead. No, well, I thank you, Jay. I thank those who tuned in tonight. I pray that it was something said that gave you more knowledge. Of, of the Bible about uh, the black African president or, or, or the black president, uh, the Negro presence in the Holy Bible. Uh, also, the origin of mankind came straight from Africa. Mitochondria Eve. Look, look that up. Mitochondria Eve. They tell you everyone carry her DNA. Everyone, black, white. Chinese, Japanese, no matter who you are, you carry this black sub-Saharan African black woman gene. She is the mother of all living individuals, uh, contemporary people that's living today, carry her DNA that other races are no more than a mutation of African. And it's true. They know it. And it's time that we allow them to know that we know it and that we're not dumb, that we can study and find out ourselves and stop allowing them to tell us about uh, Africa that don't have, didn't have books. That's a lie. Some hundred and some thousand books, uh, I think uh, around Egypt, uh, um, uh, Mali, Timbuktu, they got thousands and thousands of books, even handwritten manuscripts that's left. Uh, there are so many that we need to ask Great Britain, France, Greece, and Rome, and Germany to bring back our artifacts and bring our books and our statues, our gold. The uh, Great Britain need to bring back the billions and billions of dollars that they killed and and stole all the diamonds and, and, and the money that they have made off of the killing of, of Africans in Germany, Fred the French, the Dutch. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? All those, those guys will, oh, have a piece of Africa. They colonized, killed the people, and did atrocious things. They, 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 they did genocide and killing people. The steel was theirs. You don't see blacks. African going to no one other country and, 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 and killing the people. I heard a lady was on television. She was from Europe today, and she was talking about uh, why blacks while blacks in the reparation thing say, well, you have to start where it started from, where we need to go over Africa because they, they, the Africans, uh, what you call them, sold us into slavery, where the people they gave the money to, uh, they're responsible because the United States is responsible because 
60% of the exports, what made America, America. If you would add that up, 60% of it, it would be about 17 to $19 trillion as of today for so many hundreds of years. So, so we need to understand exactly what's going on. They want to try to throw it on Africa, but none of them are willing to tell you that after they had, had went in and they uh, bought, now don't get me wrong, some did sell slaves and they didn't know that they were going into the servitude like the chattel slavery that, that they have here. They were like prisoners that they used to work in the fight in the armies in, in, in Africa. Now, but now, now they came inland and they kidnapped. They had guns, so they they didn't have to give the Africans anything for the slave. They go in and shoot up the village and take the slave, just like they showed on Kutikente. Uh They didn't, and, and the lie is that they want to lie and say that we sold ourselves. Don't get me wrong; we did some of some Africans did say. And as I said, the reason that they sold some because they were not African, but they were they were they were Semitic people. They were Negroes, as what they say that uh, that they ran around AD seventy in the fall of Solomon Temple. That they ran, they ran, fled when Solomon Temple was destroyed. When the when uh, uh, then when the when they fell with the Greeks, you gonna find out with the Romans it fell. The people fled into Africa, and they they start living there. And some say that's the reason why they sold groups so many people was because we were not really Africans, but we were uh, were Negroes. We looked just we looked like those, but it was, we had different tribes that we did not fit in, and they just sold you. So it is one of those things that, and you would, if you even go to the movies now, they'll say that when they would raid these village and go to war with one village, they would sell some of the people. You had opportunity to fight in their army. Uh, even some of them even became kings of uh, uh, different tribes because they they could assimilate into that tribe that 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 they lost the war to. But now some. Were, were sold into slavery, but that it was a different slavery that they had in Africa. Now, we were sold into what you call chattel slavery, where you were like an animal, and where you were raped, you were beat, you were burned. They saw them brand them on the, before they put them on the boat, who went which way, who was for what. It was just horrific. So uh, let us, let us uh, think about these things, and let us learn, let us want to know so we could teach our children because CTR refused to allow them to teach the truth to the children. Today, the real history of lie about Columbus discovering America. He never come to America. No. And then we America have a day, Columbus Day, something like when he discovered America. And we have October 12. No, he didn't. He was in Hispaniola. That's where he landed. Santo Domingo. <laughs> yes. Amen. Uh, if there's no one else have anything to say, I'm going to ask once more, and then I'm going to pray us out of here. Anyone have anything they'd like to add uh, just to say uh, tonight? Add to a question they would like to ask. It's open. 
Amen. It's, it seems as though there's no questions. Sound like I hear something in the background, but I guess there's no questions that need to be answered or no one have anything they would like to share. So we're going to pray out our way out of here, and God bless you. I pray that uh, we be safe and remember whatever you do in the next 42 days, get out and vote. We need to really, really get out and vote in great numbers, African-Americans. That's what shocked Donald Trump, and that's why they're trying to pass all these little voting things to hold black back from voting because you made a difference by coming out and voting. Amen. Heavenly Father, we uh, come in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you. Father, we thank you for the things were said and things were done on this a radio podcast and Lord, and we pray that uh, it was a blessing to the listeners, and we pray that you would have others to listen in with this program. Where it's a special blessing on Pastor Roger Williams, Lord, you know what he's going through, and Lord, you know how he's been uh, have all these different ministries that he has and that he sponsor for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God and to build up the knowledge and wisdom of blacks, African-Americans, and Africans all over the world and give them knowledge and wisdom. And, Lord, we just thank you for and We ask a special blessing on Pastor Williams and his family, Lord. And, Lord, now we ask, Lord, that you would touch him and touch his family. And, Lord, touch each and every listener that's listening, Lord. Bless their home. Make their homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Heavenly Father, build us up where we're torn down and strengthen us where we're weak. For God Almighty, you know where we stand in need of. Now, Lord, as we leave this station, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest and abide with us henceforth forevermore. And God's children said, amen, amen, amen. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and it's never anything you could do about it. Good night. Much love. My people, I love you. We're family. Living happily, happily. but you hurt me. Why not work for peace? Why not work for peace? Lion from Zion, I am a king. And you're a queen. We'll make it through it.
the grave, can't you believe it? Breathe another day, can't you Take for granted that y'all gave us all new life. But we need to learn to love each other. Humanity. Have a peaceful word to say. Have a peaceful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey. Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.